Welcome to a special episode of Indie Wrestling is Dead. I'm not Andrew Bowers, owner, promoter, booker of North Wrestling, no. I'm not commentator, vibe creator, announcer extraordinaire, cultaholic's own Tom Campbell. But I am the man in gorilla position at North Shows. Some might know me as James, but most know me as Chopfall. Aye. Today's show is a little different today as we have a special interview with TK Cooper and the Lost Boys. Recorded backstage at our last event, NCL 23, Heavier Than Air. We talk about humble beginnings, what they love about wrestling, the dreams for the future, plus loads more. But before we get into it, we'll have a quick mention for our sponsor and ally on the front line of Brit Wrestling, Grapple Cloven. Their winter collection is still going strong. Tees, jackets, woolly hats, and of course, our collab t-shirt are all out now, made with organic cotton, which is bloody lovely for the environment. You'll spot Grapple Cloven at the North Merch Stand and generally plastered all over our own social media outlets, purely because we love them so much. We love working with those guys. In fact, if you use the code NORTH at grappleclothing.co.uk, you'll get 15% off. Yes, that's 15% off with the code NORTH at grappleclothing.co.uk. So, as I said, this is a bit of a special episode today, so I'll not talk too much as I hand it over to Mr. Tom Campbell and magically myself backstage with our special guests, TK Cooper and the Lost Boys. Enjoy. In uh, the, the the backstage area, the, the the far away reaches of the Riverside, and we're here uh, with three very proud adopted Geordies at North Wrestling: TK Cooper, Rufio, and Fraser Thomas. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. How you doing? Nice to see everybody. Welcome back to the northeast of England. Um, mm-hmm. I want to ask each of you individually this: uh, when you come to Newcastle, three things that you like to do when you're up in Newcastle. Uh, so start with you, TK. Go over the big bridge. The, the, the Tyne Bridge. Is that what it's called? Yeah. The main one. <laughs> yeah, the, the, main, the main one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't really spent much time in Newcastle, so I, I don't know. I don't know, know. I don't know what's to see or what's to do yet. Are you going out on the night tonight? Uh, maybe. Yeah? Maybe, yeah. Get to see what it's like. Ooh. Bear with. Hey, buddy. You coming right. in? You guys recording? Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Enjoy Chigay's a bitch. (laughs) 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 Eddie Kingston, everybody. (laughs) Lovely. Okay, so you don't have time to do much when you're up in Newcastle. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll just go back and forth and then back again over the bridge, I think. (laughs) Just keep going over the bridge. Three times. Okay, well, Rufio, when you're here, what would Um, you like about coming up here? Yeah, same situation. Yeah. Because we live so far away. Oh, I like um, visiting the Angel of the North. Yeah. That's pretty rad. Every you just go there every time you come over? Every time we come here, because we've always got somebody Second new time. in the car. We'll yeah. like, stop over and stop at the Angel and North like we were early today. Yeah, exciting every time. Yeah, so really last time that we drove, um, we had Mal with us. Right? Yeah. So Mal went and stopped at the Angel and North, and then Eddie Kingston, who said he's not been sightseeing at any country that he's been to in the last nine <laughs> years. His first visit to something in a country he's visiting is the Angel of the North. Yeah, that's wow. Great. That's yeah. the first touristy thing he's ever First touristy done. thing he's done in nine years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you, Fraser? Uh, stopping to see the, the angel of the north that's pretty much standard um, I've been wanting to every time I come here I keep forgetting to get a stotty okay yeah because I remember coming here once when I was like six or seven years ago and somebody gave me a stotty and um, no, it's okay. it was uh, somebody that got me a stotty and I 
been wanting one ever since, and I always forget to. What is that? Yeah, that drink. Gum. No, it's like it's it's like a it's like a cakey bread. Oh. That's the only way I can kind of describe it. What would you call it from where you're from? I mean, it's not anything down It doesn't there. exist. It doesn't exist now. A big bun. What, what would be your sort of... Big... We're not going to get into the bun bap the debate. <laughs> tea cake debate, are we? Oh, no. I'd... Is this a Jaffa cake thing? Kind of, but it's with bread. It's mostly you put sandwich in, like a, like a sandwich filling in, don't you? Like sausage bacon. Like a pita like bread? Sausage stutty thing. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's, it's the closest thing. It's a bit like a pita bread, actually. Oh. Yeah. In terms of like yeah, shape. Yeah, for the shape of it, yeah. yeah. Just a bit more. Nice, um, nice roofing. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but when you... So, the, obviously, you're here because of North Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, um, sir. And... Uh, this is a very important day today because the day that we're recording this is the one year anniversary of Fraser Thomas joining yeah. us for the very first birthday. time. Happy birthday. Oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Never stop. <laughs> Never stop. I don't like this. Talk, yeah. us, talk us through your first your first time at North Wrestling. Um, so my first time at North Wrestling was over a year ago because I, I came up here when No Fun Done was on the show. And he didn't have space in his car, so what I just decided to do is I just decided to drive myself up from Wolverhampton and come and check out a North show. So I thought it was easier to come and see the actual North experience if I was just here myself and in person. And I managed to get speaking to Andrew about everything, and he said, yeah, we'd like to bring you in. So we're going to bring you in next time on, on the next show, February the 1st, 2019. And then he put me in against the man that's challenging for the, uh, for the top tonight, Screwface Ahmed. That was a really big moment because um, anybody that was watching it had seen the screw face was on a tear, and then suddenly this new person turns up and beat him. Beats him. It was. Did you beat him? Yeah, I beat him. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I beat him. There's one person sat at this sat here that has beaten Screwface. That's me. There you go. Hell yeah! Where's my title shot? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. um, uh, TK, take us back to your first experience at North. Um, it was me and. Um, England's hardest men against Spike and the Land of Gentry, six man tag. That's pretty cool. That was like my first experience of like uh, wrestling in the North. Um, Is this pre Daddy of the North? Yeah, that was this. Yeah, it's before I became the Daddy of the North. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When you got the call to come to Newcastle for the very first time, mm-hmm. like what were your first feeling, your first vibes about? The, the Riverside North in general what was I think I'd seen like most of like, the MVs online so I knew it was like pretty pretty buzzing so I was pretty excited to like wrestle up here and then the six man tag was like just a lot of stuff like and the, and the, pe- the people here are, like rabid it's pretty sweet so yeah. uh, how about you yourself Rufio your first time at North uh, I believe it was uh, tagging with about six months ago yeah, was it the tagging with me you? and Little Miss Roxy? And Little Miss Roxy. That was the, yeah. That was the birth of the Lost Boys. Birth of Lost Boys and birth of uh, Benji's bumhole. Yeah, <laughs> we're really sorry about that. Every time that happens, like yeah. we see pictures of Benji's ass out, and we're like, <laughs> I'm not sorry. Oh yeah, you're not sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm sick of seeing his ass out. <laughs> it's become quite. It's become quite the meme within yeah. North Wrestling yeah. for Benji to get his bum out. Yeah. You. What were your first vibes of North Wrestling? On your first day here, uh, well, I didn't know what to expect because it was my one of my first bookings I've had in um, in England, so I honestly didn't know what to expect. And uh, I heard things from um, Fraser, obviously, and also I heard a lot of things from AJ Istria, yeah, uh, who I'm very close with, and um, he has said like a lot of good things about it. Um, and yeah, when I came here, it was 
Awesome. What led you to um, to, to wrestle in the UK? Uh, so basically, uh, I hit pretty much a peak uh, where I was in Australia, and I just didn't think I could do any better where I was in the country. Uh, so fortunately for people that are from Australia, it's really easy to get a visa uh, if, if you want to go to the UK because uh, of the Commonwealth. Both, they're both Commonwealth countries. Um, and I saw all the other Australians getting a lot of opportunities here in the UK. So I like, stuff it, I'm just going to come over here and uh, see what happens. And here I am. You've been busy yeah. ever since, by the seems of it. It's yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, Plenty going on. Yeah. Um, TK, talk us through how you got into... Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the classic question, but I think it's nice to always touch upon it. Where did it all begin for you, the whole wrestling thing? Uh, well, wrestling in general? Yeah, oh. let's go all the way back. Uh, so my first like, memory of, of wrestling is the... Uh, like invasion of like Survivor Series match, two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like that was like the first thing I think I ever saw, and just hmm. from that was like that was that was just wrestling became my thing from then. I don't really like because what was that like nineteen years ago now, so mm. I can't really remember uh, like much. I just remember like after seeing that, then I just found SmackDown on New Zealand telly and just yeah watching it from then. Mine was SmackDown much. too. I first found Smackdown before I found anything else. Yeah. Over this one, they used to do mine on, like, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. It was really, like, inconvenient because, like, at the time, New Zealand, or, or like, uh, the broadcast for Smackdown was, like, a couple weeks behind. Yeah. So, like, even though I didn't, like, I was a kid, so I wasn't ordering the pay-per-views anyway, it was still, like, out of sync with, like, what was going on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Where's the continuity? Yeah, and then they, they, make sense. then there was like some some weekend where they just banked like loads of wrestling, so like you could just binge it, and then they ran it like yeah, more to time, closer to time. What was your first um, wrestling experience, Fraser? Um, I think I remember being about six years old, and I was flicking through the TV, and we had cable, some sort of definitely definitely legal cable, <laughs> not illegal in the slightest. We were flicking through it, and then it came across um, some wrestling for, and I was looking for cartoons. I just sat there in my bowl of cereal and I don't, I, can't even, I don't know who it was I don't know what I was watching I think it was the Midnight Express the new Midnight Express but I can't confirm it but then I just saw that and then I couldn't find it ever again and then the next time that I saw it it was um, so like 98 yeah something along those lines then the next time that I saw it, it was Wrestlemania 2000 and it was um, the four way match with the McMahons in every corner so the big show Cactus Jack um, The Rock Triple H. Triple H and the man in every corner I just remember the only thing that I remember from that show was the crowd chucking rubbish in the ring and that's what took it in and then like I said just then it was like finding Smackdown and then watching 2002 Smackdown and from then on that's when I did all that kind of stuff and I did really heavily involved in and did all the because that WrestleMania had the yeah. the first ever triangle ladder match, so yeah. do you remember that very well from that. I one? remember that one. I, no, I, the one at the, I remember the triple threat, the um, the Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, and Kangle one right. more so than the trip than the mm-hmm. ladder match. Great. And then I watched that retrospectively, but that triple threat I remember quite well because it was like Kurt Angle didn't get yeah. pinned but lost both titles, and I remember that stuck with me for some reason. Uh, I sent you actually, Rufio. First bit of wrestling you remember watching. Um. Uh, Mine was a bit different because uh, I couldn't afford cable, and that was the only way you could get uh, WWE. Fraser could have hooked you up. We should have Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I Put the word yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> we could have been pen pals. Yeah, Imagine we... that. Yeah, I don't know a way to get free cable. <laughs> don't you worry, bro. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think my first exposure to like wrestling was the video games. So oh. yeah, so like 
one of my friends were playing like Smackdown 2 on the PlayStation. Know your rule. Uh, yeah. I'm like, what the hell is this? Mm. And then it was through the video games I went through that route into watching uh, WWE. Um, but then, uh, but from then on, I was always like a fan, fan of the video games more I was more than I was than um, the television show. But then I've just gradually... So which one was your favourite video game? Here Comes the Pain. Yeah, that's the boy. Frank, the right answer is No Mercy. No, no, no. Here Comes the Pain. Here Comes the Pain. You've got Elimination Chamber and you can get Brock Lesnar to do shooting style press off the top of the pod. That's what no, top, of the, <laughs> top of the helicopter. Yeah, when you, like, you, you when you brawl outside, yeah, the, brawl outside is a helicopter. You can, you can climb yeah, up, you can climb up the yeah. lamppost, or you can climb up the the ladder on the helicopter. No, the helicopter. No, and, and you can, you, and and you can, you can throw hubcaps at each other. No, yeah. I'm, I'm buying that now. I thought that's a cool thing, but now yeah. I can do it from a you helicopter. Finish, like, you can finish like season modes, like yeah. unlock some of that stuff. Oh no, I just see for me WWF attitude was the one for me because you go into the custom thing and have all the tracks, all the entrance teams at your mercy in the entrance is yourself yeah. taking a yeah. spit of water and just yeah. turning you to the <laughs> I love the fact that even at a young age you were basically the, the tech guy for a wrestling show <laughs> yeah. lining up all the guys yeah. music I'll oh, ask <laughs> um, oh, all three of you uh, yeah. obviously outside of North um, your favourite achievement in wrestling so far so something that you've done oh. to this point it doesn't have to necessarily be like a, a, a big championship win. It can be something that just meant a lot to you, whether it was a venue that you that you competed in, whether it was a particular match, a particular person you had, uh, a particular spot in a match that you did. Um, any of those, like a moment that stands out to you. We'll start with you, CK. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, not me, yeah, not, yeah, me not me, not <laughs> me. I was panning uh, it. Favourite moment, I don't know. Um, He's strong style. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know what's my favorite. What's my favorite thing? Has anyone got one? Does anyone want to jump in? Because I don't. Uh, know yeah, uh, awesome. I got one. Go on, go on. So was it meeting me? Uh, no. Oh what? Savage. So in Brisbane, my hometown, Australia, uh, there was like a new indie company that was starting up that was started to fly in people overseas um, and more like international renowned people this is my overseas hand gesture for people. <laughs> I'm doing a hand gesture for people listening and uh, it was like flying people like Zack Sabre Jr Ricochet uh, Brian Cage at the time and they did a venue called the Tivoli which is like the main venue in Brisbane where they do all like the music acts so I've seen like Slash there of Monsters and Men uh, all these like popular uh, music acts and they did the wrestling there as well so on that on that card I was o- only one of the few people that they booked from the lo- amongst the local guys so it meant a lot to me because I got to wrestle in that venue and also amongst that roster for the, like for the first time in my city uh, in front of like my friends and family as well. So did you have so, friends and family coming to that show who'd never seen what yeah. you do before? Yeah, exactly. What was, yeah. Their, what was their reaction? Uh, it was kind of mixed. Like, because yeah. so, a lot of them aren't like wrestling fans, but I think it was more that they appreciated what I did. So that was that was nice. But I never like expect much. It's a, I, you know, I think it's a, uh, acquired taste wrestling for some people. Yeah, in my opinion, at least. Uh, Fraser, um, there's a kind of there's a few that stand out. Uh, 
probably managing to do. I did the Progress Proteus Rumble from the announce desk. So I got that from the announce desk. I had the rip off trousers. And my dad there, <laughs> Alexandra Palace. And oh, I yeah. saw Medusa Complex kick me in the belly and throw me straight out. So <laughs> my dad genuinely didn't speak to me for a month afterwards. So made him proud on that one. Um, doing the North pre-show in Newcastle it was really nice like I was the first person to walk out and like we didn't know whose entrance music was going to play first and it was me and then I walked out expecting nothing and there was actually quite a nice reaction because you had the people come from north and you know right on the front row wasn't it yeah just there ready and it's like okay that made things a lot easier and it makes you a lot less nervous and then probably managing to get into like wrestling becoming these like attack as well with Rufio like we've managed to wrestle like Aussie Open as well and then Getting the opportunity against to go against world class wrestlers and improving yourself overall as well is something that I'm greatly appreciative for and looking to continue to do. And then who knows, maybe one day, you know, me and Rufio can go get up against Escape in the mid card. That's the dream. We actually only go by ETM these days. Is it just <laughs> the ETM? Oh, sorry. sorry, it's like it's, it's like WWE or KFC. We've just just the initials. It's a, it's a yeah, stylistic it's choice now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, more nuanced. It's we'll, do, we'll do that for the edit, and then hopefully one day. Uh, We'll go against me and Rufio, the Lost Boys against uh, ETM. EDM. Yeah, okay. EDM. I thought it was EDM. EDM. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with, with you doing the, to go back to you doing the pre-show for Progress of Newcastle, I think it said the the reaction you got, the groundswell for that says it all. The the Frasier is a Geordie chant, mm-hmm. I think says it all as well. Because like the like Newcastle, as I've discovered, is, is a very is a very friendly place, but they very much protect their own. So when you're welcomed in like that, it's it's a wonderful feeling. It was, yeah, it was nice like because um, I used to come to Newcastle before I was in wrestling and I used to love coming to Newcastle anyway. So then to get that rapport with the crowd so quickly was really yeah, it was really nice to experience and you could feel it the moment itself it was a nice moment I stood there in the ring waiting for Screwface to come to the ring and I was took that moment to take it all in it was really nice okay TK we've bought you enough time yeah so so, I've got it now don't worry Um, so my favourite moment from wrestling was I don't know why I didn't think it was right away was my promo I did last Valentine's Day because oh yeah that was a great promo yeah so because had all this shit go on in 2018 and I was like oh my like just kind of in limbo like just what am I what am I doing and then just shot this like reset promo of James Muscle right and then was it great yeah just kind of just like unloaded all the baggage and like and then had a really good year so that was it, a great promo it was very cathartic it sounded yeah like it was you know some pro- promos are great like that when they when you take the truth and put it out there yeah because it's obviously awkward being like vulnerable like talking about real mm. stuff and I'm just yeah. like I just want to be this fictional character that just like does whatever I don't want to talk about yeah. my, I don't want to talk about my feelings yeah Muscle is really good at doing stuff like that yeah. so that was really cool well. to just like shake all that off and then get just, the weight off your back yeah, yeah just yeah. like like tell people enough that they can like Understand. put the pieces yeah. together for themselves but then like not so not so much that like I don't need to I don't need to tell everybody the ins and outs of my life like just enough yeah. to be like yeah. that was a, that was the situation it's not the situation anymore I'm just gonna rock it and then it was cool there's, it's true in the sense that you don't want to, um, sort of, you want to be the quirky, fun wrestling character. And you don't want to give too much of yourself away. But I think what I've discovered from watching wrestling is that people do gravitate to the real. Yeah, for sure. And then if you're showing that real, it's more natural, isn't it? Like it's like, like just your real personality resonates more with other people because they're always like me. Yeah, that's it. That's connected. It. Yeah. Uh, and um, 
across the board, something you'd like to do in the next 12 months? Obviously, you've mentioned ETM. Yeah. Um, Top of the list, I see. So, yeah, <laughs> number one. Yeah, number one. Yep, yeah, and then the Dudley Boys. Yeah, I think I might need a little bit. Well, why, why is that? that? Rufio, is there anything you'd like to do in the next the next 12 months in wrestling? Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to do like, every promotion in this country. I just want to take over Brit Race. That's without a doubt why I came it's here. The new El Ligero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. We need a new El yeah. yeah, exactly. He's slowed yeah. right down lately. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's why that's what I want to do. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Can I come too? Yes. How about you, TK? What do you want to do? Um, I didn't think I wanted to, but I think the more I think about it, maybe I would like to just give like, maybe that's just a short stint, but like, like have a go in Japan, wrestling in Japan. Like, I've never really watched. Like New Japan stuff and been like, oh, like even though it's like super cool. What do you want, Eddie? What do you want now? Yo, what do you TK's want now? the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saying that now? You, you, you tell everyone how great I was before. Oh. So, so Japan and the yeah. love of Eddie Kingston eventually. He keeps calling me his son now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> little Eddie Kingston Junior. <laughs> That's a great honor. Yeah. Uh, to wrap this up, guys, um, uh, give us your favorite memory from North. Because that's you know that's where we're here today. That's what's why we're, what brings us together. Can uh, I say my goals as well? Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I, I do apologise. I just thought my goals are what I want it to be. I want to tag as much as possible with sweet boy Rufio next to me here. Get as much and keep coming back to the north as much as we can. Um, eventually, we want to look to look at places like Fight Club Pro. Uh, eventually, wrestling on those kind of shows as well. And um, you know, progress. OTT, Rev Pro, it's just really like breaking out and putting the Lost Boys out in the forefront of people's minds as the next tag team because a lot of people are, you know, making that decision to go get signed, which is more power to them, but there's opening up spots for them to be taken and that's what we're gonna aim to do. This is this is the thing when the discussion happens about sort of wrestlers being signed away and, and not being allowed to play anymore. Like the, the it does in fact leave Opportunity. Always yeah. Yeah. There's always that. So it's like, okay, as you said, just then phrase it when a team's gone, that's fine. It means another team can come in. Yeah. And off to the races you go. Yeah. And you can't begrudge people for signing, you know. People have, you know, bills people and got bills. rent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it. they got stuff that they need to do, and I'm never going to begrudge if they want to take that thing, that salary pay. They want to sell out. If they want to take the salary and like live comfortably for however long their contract is, then more power to them. That's. But then they've earned that opportunity to do so. It's like we, we joke about Nagera, but like we, the, the, the Nagera is is, is is infamous in on the British wrestling scene because he was doing like sometimes twelve shows a day. Like you would, yeah. you would see yeah, him like, on a bad day, on the twelve. Yeah, when he was slacking, yeah, slacking. But like I've seen shows where Nagera would come in literally with his rolly suitcase, just put the suitcase down and go straight out with his music. He's already, team. already in his gear. Yeah, yeah, he's already good to go. But it's like so for someone like him to to suddenly be doing less like whilst it drives him crazy yeah. it's actually you you do deserve it yeah of course <laughs> have a little break yeah. mate just do what you do mm. uh, so let's go through just just before we wrap up uh, favourite moment from North it can be a moment that you've done it can be a moment that you've seen or it can be an aspect of North anything like that uh, TK uh, I think it was from my first match here because like I guess because it was my first time you never know how a crowd's gonna like how much they're gonna know about like your shtick so mm. there was like a point where uh, if, I can't remember who cracked me on the head and then, obviously, if you know me, you know the, the deal is that I'm invincible. So, <laughs> but 
to remember this if we ever wrestle them. Yeah. 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 I'm giving you the tips. I'm giving you the hot tips now. Thanks, bro. <laughs> um, and then before I'd said anything, like, just the chant, like, everyone was like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, there was like, he, like, they were already chanting, like, he's Samoan. So I was like, ah, oh, sick. Mm. Like, cool. When they're in on the gag, yeah. or in on, in on the shtick already. And it yeah. seems to happen, like, all the time at North. Like, the minute I get cracked in the head, like, people are just like, Headbutts, yeah, which is like not a chant I've heard anywhere else but North, but like this is pretty cool. It's nice. Rufio? Uh, probably when I put uh, Xeonox's head into Benji's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. You very much created a moment. Yeah, I think so. Not just for the Lost Boys, but for. Just for, for wrestling, the wrestling Gentry, general, yeah. North yeah. wrestling. I think I did the same I mean, to, to everyone. To be fair, like we did the thing where we had that six man just before, and then we came back and we wrestled them, and then you just called him a bumhole, and it really just yeah, it just stuck. snowballed. Yeah, and then Benji's a bumhole chance was starting even in the pre-show. Yeah, like the question <laughs> was he even out there. Yeah, he was in oh, it. Okay. Yeah, and then it was just starting it there, and it's like wow, and we hadn't even debuted as a team properly other than mm. that six man and. Yeah, yeah, Rufio in the space of a tweet got himself I'm real happy. over in front of everyone at North. Yeah, <laughs> good times. And Fraser, what about you? Uh, well, I touched upon it previously, but probably the Progress pre-show. I mean, that was quite um, an honour to actually be chosen to do that, to represent North, because I'm not from the northeast, and um, there were probably some people online that might have been slightly unhappy with it, that if somebody wasn't from the northeast, but... The majority of the people, you know, you can't please everyone all the time. The majority were happy for me to be given that opportunity and I felt like we did it justice. And then, you know, like I said, watching Rufio stick Xeonox's head up Benji's butthole was a real treat. <laughs> iconic. It was iconic. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and who knows, you may see it again. Time, time stood outside. still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a. Mm. It was quite the time. Um, mm. So we've got to wrap this up because we have a show coming up very soon. Um, you got Fraser Thomas is in Question of North a bit later on. So if you come down for pre show, we'll see you then. TK, uh, give you, just just go down the line. Just tell everybody where they can find you online and. Uh, so follow, like, whatever. Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, etc., etc., at PureTKC. Buy some shit, etnworld.bigcartel.com. That's it. Nice. I'm, I'm Eddie Kingston's son. What up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Rufio Wrestling. Uh, what's our Lost Boys Big Cartel? Uh, Lostboysmerch.bigcartel.com. Lost Boys with a Z. With a Z, yeah. yeah. Z, sorry, I'm, I'm English. Z. <laughs> And yourself, Fraser. Uh, everything Instagram, uh, Twitter is underscore Fraser Thomas underscore. Use the hashtag Lost Boys so we can read your lovely comments about us or some hateful ones. Depends what mood you're in. I'll send you one now. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Three adopted Geordies uh, for North Wrestling. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate Cheers. it. Whoop, whoop. Hi, it's Tom Campbell from North Wrestling. You might have just heard my voice just then. I do a podcast for Cultaholic called Desert Island Graps where we invite wrestlers on to share some of their favourite matches and favourite moments. And Fraser Thomas, North Wrestling's own, is a special guest on a forthcoming episode. So I thought, since you and I are friends, you might enjoy a little sneaky preview of what we talked about. Enjoy. You talk about how a crowd can make a match. Personal story for me is about a year ago, uh, you started with us at North Wrestling based in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. And um, yeah. obviously you're not from the northeast of England per se. 
Um, I know no. You, you, yeah, but the fact that there is a, a crowd that are so on your side that they break out into chance that Fraser is a Geordie. When I came out, it's always de- nerve-wracking making your debut in a company that you've never been to before. Fortunately, I'd been to a North show um, in December, like the, just before. So I drove myself up. I, there was no space in the car going up. And I drove myself up of my own volition. I thought, right, I'll just pay the money, go all the way there messaged the promoter, spoke to uh, Andrew Bowers and said, look, I've come this way. Do you mind if I come and watch the show and just see what it's about? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And I said, um, if you need a hand, just let me know and I'll help out. And I saw the crowd and again, it's the, the crowd make the difference. And you see their reactions to people there. Like it, it, it's, it makes, and it makes me watching that show. I just like, no, this is a place that I want to work. This is a place I need to work. And I said to Andrew at the end, I went, what can I do to, to, to appear here at North Wrestling? And he was like, well, actually, there is a spot next month. Um, we're looking for somebody to go against Screwface. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I just watched Screwface wrestle, and I thought, well, that'd be a good opportunity for me as a singles wrestler at the time to go against Screwface and. We, I sent him a load of my stuff and I sent him the, the, the James Musselwhite uh, video package that I had made. And he was like, no, we can use this in, we can try and get the crowd invested in this side of you and know a little bit about you before you even arrive. And so then when I walk out to my music playing and then there's a, this big reaction, I was nervous as it was, but then you get that love back from the crowd and your, your nerves. They just settle and you're less nervous and you can focus on making sure that you're going to have like a a match for them. And, you know, it was one of my favorite matches. It was because that was something that I showed across to to, to many people. That's something that I showed down to progress and progress themselves. They're like, okay, well, potentially we see you as something that could be here and do the pre-show for North Wrestling. And that was the match that kind of said, okay, well, well, we want you in that match. And, and it's because of the crowd, the crowd reaction, the feedback, and the even down to go tweeting about it. Like we, we're wrestlers. We, we are vain. We will look online about ourselves. We will do that because we want to know what the crowd are connecting to. That's why I look at my stuff, and we want to see what they're picking up on them. Me and Rufio, real sorry about Benji's bum hole because that kind of all started from us. Um, but you know, it's done. It's out there now, and you know. Unfortunately, Benji's bum hole is a lot out more than we'd like it to be. You know? But yeah, the crowd, they, they make a huge difference. And it's a difference between us as wrestlers getting more work or us as wrestlers fading into the background. Unfortunately, the phrase is the Geordie chant. Every time that it comes, it's like, yeah, this is, this is, this is a home for the Lost Boys, as it were. And it's, it's our favorite. It's my favorite place to come and wrestle, without a doubt. Because even though it's four and a half hours in the car, four and a half hours back, I know I'm waking up early and I'm going to wrestle in front of my favourite fans. And uh, if people want to send you nice things on Twitter for you to find, for you to vanity search later yep. on, uh, where can they do that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so on my all my social media channels, is I've only got Twitter and Instagram, so it's at underscore Fraser Thomas underscore. And we always Lost Boys hashtag. So Lost Boys with a Z at the end because it's cooler. So and it makes it easier to find as well. Amazing. Hey, this has been really wonderful. I'm really glad that you came and joined yeah, us on great. the island. Uh, thank you, Fraser Thomas, for being a very special guest on Desert Island Graps. And, uh, and your apology is not accepted for Benji's bumhole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please accept that apology. That's going to follow us around. That's going to be my own thing that they're going to have. They're going to write. If I ever, like, pass away and they write, like, a nice story about that, that's going to be in there as well. <laughs> Responsible for Benji's bumhole. 
that's, that's something that I don't want. Let's, let's try and make it something else. Maybe first ever North Tag Champions. So that's a bit of Fraser Thomas from an upcoming episode of Cultaholic Desert Island Graps. You can download that podcast by searching for Cultaholic on however you get your podcasts. And it will be there along with daily wrestling news, uh, reviews of classic wrestling programs and the odd radio documentary all about wrestling past all on the Cultaholic podcast feed. Search Cultaholic wherever you get your podcasts from. Love you, bye. Well, take it, come out in the Lost Boys episode. Dunzio. You can find us at northwrestling.co.uk for merch and tickets to NCL 24, Let the Cannons Fly 3 on the 5th of April, WrestleMania weekend it is, at the Riverside in Newcastle. North Wrestling NCL on Facebook and YouTube, North underscore NCL on Twitter and Instagram, northwrestling.pivotshare.com to suck our on-demand service. I'm on Twitter at DJ underscore Chop, and the other way around at Chop underscore DJ on Instagram. But big thanks to Grapple Clover today and you, the North Faithful. We're out of here. Catch you later. Peace. She says I need to grow up.